0: Hello, small group leaders. This is Pastor Tim, and welcome to our small group leadership podcast, where we are here to help equip you, lead your small group. Today, I'm joined with Pastor Billy Lyle, Dr. Billy, <laughs> and uh, we are continuing our series, Blessed, and uh, we've been going week by week talking about Jesus's Sermon on the Mount, and it's a very challenging a bunch of sermons because this is not a list of things to do, but rather Jesus is trying to get to issues of the heart. Mm -hmm. And this is one that hits home really hard Mm -hmm. because in the world, it's easy for us to associate and love people that love us back. But Jesus here is upping that standard and challenging us to love those that we would maybe consider our enemies. And I know in the world, not many of us would say people are enemies, but that's why we have this discussion today because it's people that maybe oppose our agenda, our plans get in the way of our daily lives, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes those could be our own pe- the people that we live with or work <laughs> with. And so, what does Jesus do? He je- demonstrated uh, the ultimate act of love, and and the the love used here is not. The, the type of love we have feelings for somebody, but it's, it's agape love in the Greek, which is a higher standard of love regardless of feeling. And I think that's important for us to understand because he demonstrated that on the cross when he died for us when we were once his enemies before we received his forgiveness. And so this is a, a picture um, of what he's calling us as Christians to do towards other people. Um, And this is huge. When you think about the world being so divided, this is really a way for us to be a light to the world by loving those who don't necessarily love us back. Mm -hmm. And I think one important note that's also written in your guide is that Jesus is not teaching passivity or condoning abuse or prohibiting self-defense. But that's why understanding what this word love means, it's active. And so even in the, the main text in Matthew 5, there is an active turning the other cheek. It takes an action, um, giving not just your tunic, but your cloak as well, and going the extra mile. Mm-hmm. And so all these things, it's, it's an action on top of, of when, we're, when we are hurt, mm-hmm. when someone does something wrong to us. It's not just walking away whimpering, but it's coming back and loving the person mm-hmm. And so when we look at the main uh, passage for this weekend, there's several things I, I want us to realize as small group leaders. In verse 44, it talks about praying for those um, that, that we would consider uh, maybe are persecuting us, that we consider maybe our enemies, and and so that's important. That's where it comes from. The source is through prayer, because in prayer, God changes our hearts. Mm-hmm. In prayer, God puts us in the right perspective. Mm-hmm. And so this is not a self-willed thing that I need to force myself to mm-hmm. love someone, but it's through the power of prayer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then some other things that we can see at the very last verse in that passage, verse 48, he says, "'You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect.'" Now, many of us, we would try this and easily give up, and we lose track of, of trying to uh, fulfill this teaching. But what Jesus is saying here, this word perfect is teleos in the Greek, and what teleos means, it's it's maturity. And so Jesus is not saying that we will be perfect in action and we will never make a mistake in mm-hmm. this area— but it's the, what, what he's getting at here is in our hearts, are we growing in love towards other people? Mm-hmm. And especially those that are unlovable in our lives. Are yeah. we able to, to overcome that and rise above um, evil done to us by demonstrating God's love and demonstrating good when there's wrong done to us? And so Romans 12 in the next passage um, echoes that sentiment. And it also reminds us that it is God, God's job, that is in charge of judging and bringing vengeance and retribution, not ours. Mm -hmm. And so then it closes again with echoing, do not overcome, um, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And then in Colossians, it talks about this, this action of putting on. So it's a choice. And so these passages, we just wanted to summarize it quickly for you because uh, this is a very uh, difficult topic for some people, especially in the midst of going through difficult times with other individuals in their lives. And there's so much truth in these passages that help someone really get a, a heavenly perspective in how God is calling us to uh, respond in these situations.
1: No, it's so good, Pastor Tim. I mean, this message really is critical. I mean, the day and age that we live in, I mean, you can just see the vitriol. I mean, uh, whether it's in politics, in in business, I mean, even in youth sports now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was at the convention center this past Saturday, S- Sunday for my son's basketball tournament, and when a kid kicked another kid on the ground, wow. I mean, just... So much like animosity in the heart. And that doesn't just happen. Like Mm -hmm. you don't just like wake up one morning and then start a riot or go assault someone on a basketball court. That's that's years and years and years of undealt Mm -hmm. with stuff in your heart that then in a moment, you know, comes to the surface. Right. Right. And so what Jesus is saying here is we need to deal with the heart issue, like you said, so that it doesn't turn into something worse, but more so like we've been saying throughout the series, so that we can demonstrate the gospel of the kingdom to other people, that we can love even our enemies as difficult right. as that is. And so so leaders, you know, um, you know, maybe even before you go to group, maybe re-listen to the sermon so you can, you know, re-internalize this so that we can bring something to our groups mm-hmm. to help them process because all of us have difficult people in our lives. I mean, if you don't have someone difficult in your life, um, I want your life because all of <laughs> us have difficult people in our lives. How we handle that, first of all, in our heart so that we can handle them rightly in public and in real life is a powerful demonstration of the gospel. Or if we don't do it right, is a stain on the gospel. And right. sadly, Christians in culture, we don't do as great a job as we ought to. And so Jesus is reminding us here. So, so leaders, you know what, as we lead this, you know, let's see what, what what's going on in people's hearts as we'll see throughout mm-hmm. these discussion questions. But first of all, obviously what stands out to you from the weekend sermon and the main thought in scriptures above and why? And for me, like I just said, this is so important that we Christians have to deal with this. And I think one of the most powerful demonstrations of the gospel to our friends and our family is how we handle the difficult people right because you think about it the way that the world handles difficult people cancel them now violently attack them right get them fired or whatever it is right i mean it's so um, vitriolic now that if as we christians can handle it with grace and love and mercy and, and an attempt towards reconciliation praying for people i mean that's such a bright light in a dark world. And if we can handle that then with joy, because God's working in our hearts, man, we, we can shine a light. I had a person talk to me recently, somebody that I've been reaching out to, and I told him about some things that, that I'm dealing with and, and different things. And, and he was like, Man, how are you handling that? And mm-hmm. like every time I see him, he brings it up again. Like, man, how are you, how are you handling that situation? Like, I'd be losing my mind if I was going through what you're going through. And so, so he said, So they, yeah, so, so finally I was at one of my son's basketball games. He actually leaned over to me during the game. He said, So, so seriously though, how do you handle all that? And I told him, honestly, man, like a lot of prayer. And um, and I just kind of shared with him, you know, a little gospel light message in that moment because it wasn't the time to preach, but I just shared, you know, a lot of prayer and just trusting God and choosing to forgive. I just share all that stuff and I could just see like the wheels turning, you know what I mean? And like, it just wasn't computing, but it's a seed of the gospel that was planted in that Mm -hmm. moment and how we handle the difficult people in our lives can be a powerful light for the gospel. So, you know, leaders, what stands out to you? You know, what is God doing in you through that? And, And what might you share in that moment? I think is a very important part of this
0: conversation. That's great. And even a, a moment ago when you're sharing, and I know you said it tongue-in-cheek joking about, you know, if you don't have any difficult people in your life or enemies in your life, I want your life. <laughs> and uh, so and that's true. There, there may be seasons that um, where there are no one that is actually coming against you yes. or, or being difficult in your life. But you know, just like even though we we, we mentioned it earlier that, that God does not prohibit self-defense, mm-hmm. right? And for us to be ready and be prepared. And so that's even this word is for everybody. Mm-hmm. That even if, if right now everything's going well mm-hmm. in your life where there's no one that you would consider an enemy... Nonetheless, we live in a fallen world. Eventually, something's going to come. Yeah, high. and we're not trying to speak that over our people it's, in it's our church, um, but that's just the reality of the yeah. fallen world we live in. And so this kind of uh, word is so critical for us to have deep in our hearts yep. so that when it happens, our reaction can be a God reaction. Right. And so that leads into our next question. Do you find it challenging uh, to love those who get in the way of your personal joy in life? And how are you challenged to love a difficult person today? Explain. And so in this portion of discussion, we want everyone to not just um, you know brush over it, but to really think who who in my life mm-hmm. am I having conflict with? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's the beauty of group. You know, it's a safe place for people to just share. It might even be their own spouse, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, yeah. it might be you know, their boss or if they're if they're a business owner, they' their employees. And this is where we want to pull specific stories out because in it, that's where people can get ministered to right. and get revelation yep. on exactly what is happening in their life. Uh, so much about group is is just processing in a healthy way. That's right.
1: You know, I would I would encourage you definitely make sure that the groups are manageable in size. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk that's about great. clustering because, yep. you know, we want people to be able to share in this mm-hmm. moment, right? And if there's like seven or eight people, you know, the person that really wants to share and needs to share probably won't. It'll be mm-hmm. all the alpha type A's that just dominate mm-hmm. the time. And the ones that are hurting, they're just going to sit there in silence and never be able to share. So I would break the groups down into no, to three or four people um, so that people feel safe to share and process. Because this is some of the deepest, darkest, most painful situations in your life that, that – um you're not going to feel safe in a large group. Mm-hmm. So I'll break down the group smaller and have people process and, and just kind of unpack. And, and you might need to go first and share. Maybe it is an issue with your spouse. I would, I would encourage against gossiping, you know, but, but share, you know, what's going on and just the, the challenge that it is. And you, I know I need to love them, but it's hard, you know, mm-hmm. and how might I be doing that? And be, be ready to share. And, and hopefully that'll open up other people to feel safe to unpack in that moment. Because like we've talked about before, you know, the principles of relational discipleship is healing happens just through the process of sharing very often. Often, and receiving empathy on the other end, being known and loved in that moment. So we can do a lot of good in bringing healing to people
0: just by letting them share. So create a space for that to happen. That's great. Yeah, Thank you for that reminder, Pastor Billy. And the final question for the night is, what specific action do you sense God is calling you to take from today's discussion? Now, uh, the obvious ones that you leaders are probably already registering in your minds is... To pray, to pray for our enemies. To, but it's it's also how to pray, and that's why in the next uh, point in prayer. The first prayer point, it actually gives some suggestions mm-hmm. on how to pray for our enemies. Yeah. So it's not like pray, oh, God, bring, you know, fire and uh, rocks upon their lives, right. you know, destroy them, Lord. But there's specific ways that, that scriptures teach us how to pray. And But prayer is one. It's a call to action. Uh, that's immediate. And then even in looking at Colossians and putting on love. Mm-hmm. So those are things that are maybe for more the individual but I want leaders, if you can guide the discussion, because in, in Jesus' teaching in Matthew 5, it specifically talks about if someone takes your tunic, give them your cloak. If someone asks you to go a mile, go two miles. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like in that particular situation For the in, in light of the discussion in the specific stories people are sharing? Yeah,
1: and you know, and it may just be I need to start praying for that person. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very good first step, because out of praying for that person, the Lord will begin to yeah. drop other ideas, right. like, well, maybe I should do this or do that right. or the other thing and if you've tried all those things and this is also a legitimate point as well that if you've tried reconciliation and you've tried all those things mm-hmm. and it's not working and the person's still toxic sometimes you just got to draw a boundary that's true you know yep. and so that they may be at that point i've tried this you know guys i've been praying i took mm-hmm. him on a pool you know i've tried <laughs> to reconcile <laughs> yeah. and they're just not reconciling with me well then maybe you got to draw a boundary mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that yeah but we can't do that until we've started with step one we got to pray that's correct we got to do our best to love on them and then maybe now there's a boundary that needs to come so so i just want to legitimize if if the first step is prayer great let's do that and let's get that going in our lives because that will then open up a door for god to speak the next
0: steps that would need to follow great well um I believe this is going to be a real powerful Amen. discussion, yeah. and uh, we're praying for you, leaders. Praying for God to do a, a powerful work of ministry amongst your groups this week. Anything you want to close with, Pastor Billy? No, we just so thank
1: you, leaders. You know for all of all that you guys do. I will add one thought. You know we had such a great Easter a couple of weeks ago, uh, several thousand more people than we normally have in all of our congregations, and uh, and we've seen a dip, you know, in the weeks since. And what that just tells me is there's people that heard the gospel that need to be followed up with. And so I just want to encourage us to to remind us, first of all, as leaders, to make sure that we're following up on the people that mm-hmm. we've invited yes. and encouraging the people in our groups to follow up as well. And here's a very simple step. Pastor Norman was sharing that this morning in in, in a meeting I was in with him. But it's sometimes, you know, we make it such a difficult thing. Like You got to follow up. You got to do the one-to-one book. You got to do the purple book. And, and I don't know about you. I'm like, dang, that's hard. Like, mm-hmm. I've done that with a lot of people, and it's it's tough to do. And for the average person, maybe the next step is just take them out to coffee mm-hmm. and ask a simple question. Hey, what did you get out of Easter? Yeah. You know, what did you right. think about the service? Right. What did you think about the testimony? Do you have any questions? All of us can can ask that question and all of us can answer those questions and nothing else it's just that simple safe follow-up where you can continue the spiritual conversation because it's not just about bringing them to the service and getting them back into service it's about us going out and connecting with them over coffee over lunch in the break room wherever it is and so leaders if we can follow up with the people we've invited and encourage the people in our groups to follow up with that simple question hey what do you think of easter what did you get out of that That may open up the next conversation and the next conversation after that. But seeds were sown, and now it's our job to follow up
0: on those seeds. Amen. Well, we are in exciting times as a church, and uh, God is moving all over the world. But thank you for bringing God right here in the midst of your small groups. We are praying for you. God bless you. Thank you for your leadership. Amen. Thank you.